We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 16th day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. Ned, it's great to see you. How are you today? Um, I've got lots in my head. I've got too much in my head. I'm spinning, but... Um we got the time. We can at least get some out to the people. We uh, we got time. We got all the time you need. So what's uh, what's front and center for you, Mr. Professor? Let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Never have that title. Anyway, um, well, at the moment, the biggest thing, the biggest worry that everybody's got is that it can either be a negative or a positive effect. These lovely little timed warnings that come out from everybody to say, Oh, wait for the next pandemic. Oh, there's going to be a fuel crisis. Oh, there's going to be a food crisis. There's going to be this, there's going to be that. And all of a sudden it happens. So two years ago, it doesn't. Now it's regimented one after another. And we've warned them about this. We warned them that COVID would be leading somewhere. Hang on, it's getting quiet. There's going to be a crisis to trigger the next thing. It happens. And all of a sudden you've got it. Then on the other side of it, you've got people standing up like the, the gates, the central banks and everything, just saying, oh, we've just got to warn you. There's going to be this, that, debt, and everything else, as if they're helping people. But they're actually just vocally telling people what's what's being triggered. We warn people about what might happen. Now, I'd like to talk about, we've done it before, but I'd like to go over and try and tell the people how we sort of, well, add into our own misery because of one centralized asset management called BlackRock. BlackRock, that's and, that uh, that's that hedge fund that uh, is is working for you, right? So I'm working on behalf of you. That's that's the same organization who's the head that's Larry Fink that sits on the stage of the World Economic Forum with meetings led by Carista Freeland from Canada, right? Yep, we're all yes, in it. That's what yep, I thought. That's yeah. it. And and Freeland's a real person. Trudeau's a puppet. Yes, you got it. The country. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Now, just I've I've tried to break things down to a level for. What people should be able to understand. Different countries, I've picked up, had a look into it, picked up a few things like names that people will probably know, like in, in America, you got JP Morgan and Chase, you got Bank of America Core, you got Wells Fargo, you got Citigroup, you got US Bank Core, you got Trust Financial Group, and you got the PN, PNC Financial Services Group. Yeah. Can I add, can I add it, one to that? Can I add one to that can. that people will know? Uh, Goldman Sachs. Oh, I was going to get to that later. Oh, I'll save okay. that, sorry, Chizzy. sorry, sorry. You, you'll get there. Okay. Oh, but never right. mind. Yes. BlackRock is either one of the largest of these shareholders in these banks, either one of them or they own the major Yeah, in those in America. Think of a nice little place like Iceland. Every single bank does some form of business with BlackRock. Everyone in there. It's either investment or otherwise. They're learning to know this. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to do their own thing. They actually have, okay, they own shares in the four biggest Australian banks. They are the single largest shareholder in the four biggest Australian banks. Know that? I did not know that, but uh, I know it now. Germany. I know it now. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh Deutsche yes, Bank. it's 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 bad here. Commerce Bank, <laughs> Commerce Bank. Bank. There's Deutsche Bank, and there's, even yeah. your German postal system. Uh huh. Yeah? Which is actually which is actually run by DHL, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the UK, I can't let us get away as if we're a shiny brick. Largest shareholder in Lloyd's Bank is BlackRock. There we go. Now Singapore is one of the largest shareholders in BlackRock. Yeah, Singapore. Singapore via their investment arm of Temasek Holdings. Interesting. Did you know that? Yeah. I, I did not know that, no. Well, yeah. Via Temasek Holdings, they have got a, quite a share into BlackRock. And that means everybody in that country is some way funding BlackRock. Like Iceland's trapped in it a bit. Yeah. You know, I've heard... I mean, it doesn't... Uh, I, I've oh. heard that BlackRock has... Like I've heard that they've got like ten trillion in assets that they're holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's between like nine to ten trillion. It used to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm betting that it's actually more than that. You know what's actually happening with the housing crisis right now? What? I, what I, excuse me. I shouldn't say the housing crisis. You know what's going I on know. with housing in America? Yes, do you know I why do. the prices are through the roof? Because yes. BlackRock. They're coming. Well, they're not the there. only ones. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. My mistake. Go on. No, no. It's excellent. It is so cool. It's so cool because I know, I know you're knuckled you're really on the game which is cool which is good that means i'm not talking to thin air i'm talking to somebody who knows quite a lot which is really appreciated well thank you but in all countries now i've read off of quite a few countries yeah there not that many but all countries around the world they'll have shares in some one of your financial businesses somewhere they are very intrusive they are just about everywhere now this includes things like so we're just talking about the banks and stuff like that now pension funds Pension funds, whether it's called a pension fund, a superannuation, or uh, some people might have one and they used to call it 401. Yeah. 401ks, IRAs, yeah. Yeah. All these invest in with BlackRock in some way or another. Insurance agencies, some of the big ones, ALG, Alans, yeah, they're owned part or invested with BlackRock funds. USA insurance agencies invest with BlackRock more than any other country. Investment country, uh, companies like, um, let's say, BlackRock Estates and investment forms and banks. So now we've got pension funds, we've got insurers, we've got investment companies, and they've got their little toes in them. So somebody's must be sitting down there. No, it can't happen. Why? Monopoly laws are there to help us. Ah, not quite so easy. There's such a thing as what they call circular ownership, and they use this. This is like when two companies own a bit of each and so they sort of and you if you look at this you'll see the shares oh they got shares in this oh hang on that company's got shares in them too and that company's got shares in them so they got this circular ownership going around yeah and it sort of fogs things up and they get these shadow monopolies going yeah and it's like if you take two or what, what two of the names i always said blackrock jp morgan they own some of each other they got that circular ownership and they, they they hide things by doing that i mean I think there's there's rare places where it might be outlawed, this circular ownership. But nah. It's so dented into society now in, in in this business structure that they like you say, they have nine to ten trillion, if not more, assets. Two other companies, let's think of these, um, on a worldwide scale. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. That's an who do you company. think has yeah. a, <laughs> a cool. who do you think has a large lot of shares in that one? BlackRock. I'm gonna I'm gonna say BlackRock. <laughs> no, but who's opposition to Coca-Cola? Of course, Pepsi. Pepsi. Who is one of the largest shareholders in that? BlackRock. BlackRock. <laughs> Whoa! Here we go. We got both. We got both sides of the fence. Assets of BlackRock, like you say, 
They, it's not, I mean, people say eight to nine trillion. They might not be able to think, well, obviously it must exist. It's eight to nine trillion, just like a million, just like a billion. No, eight to nine trillion is like on a global scale, like every country in the world's GDP, except for US and China, could get above that. Yeah, that's how much in assets BlackRock has. So all those other countries group them together, BlackRock's more. And that is, that is massive. It's massive. Then what do you think? You think, well, with all that, they could do loads of good. Um, so what does this sort of power enable? Going back to what you said earlier, Goldman Sachs, remember the 2008, the false recession? That had a lot to do with housing as well. A lot of people lost a hell of a lot. Goldman Sachs triggered that, or they were used to trigger a false recession. It created a massive gap between asset holdings and people's earnings. It was just huge. It's one of the first open moves that started to create what became to be called the zero asset movement, where people, because they couldn't afford, would learn one generation after another to rent and use services of everybody else, just own nothing. And that is what that started. And you were right. BlackRock is one of the largest shareholders in Goldman Sachs. Oh, funny that, isn't it? Own nothing and be happy. Yes. Goldman Sachs is actually, uh, I was reading an article the other day. I want to say it was out of, uh, it was either out of Forbes magazine or it was out of the Financial Times. And I, I want to say it was Financial Times. So I, I can't be sure of that, but I was just reading it in passing. Goldman Sachs and BlackRock are going through and they're buying up entire communities. Yes. In the United States, as in the people yes. that are either selling their homes at these exorbitant prices or, or whatever. That's they, why the they prices... are actually they are they are actually buying it up up to 50 percent. Yes. More than they're worth. Yes. And the majority of them are single home houses because they're flooding the market with money. They've got all their assets that will bump the houses up. They'll make it harder for the ordinary person to get on the real estate market. Exactly. They're pricing the next generation out of the marketplace. Yep. Goes back to your zero asset idea. Yeah, but I was going to get there. That's going to be my favorite so saying I, all I, night. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. I promise. I, I promise no, 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 no. Now. No, I love the interjection. It's awesome. It's awesome. It saves them listening to my drone on voice too much. Well, no, it's okay Black, because I got Black plenty... Rock. Black Rock, Black Rock will just become a. Ah. <laughs> it's household name, isn't it? I will. Um, uh, I will be did saying you say asshole or household. You decide. That, that's that's up to you. Um, I'll let the people decide. After yeah, this. they can decide that. I've got plenty to say when we get into some of the other stuff, uh, and I got plenty of audio lined up for us today. And we get into some of the other things, <laughs> but uh, go on with your financial stuff. It's 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 great. Uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come down to the. The um, ethical and moral side of this, yeah? Okay, we spun on about how much they got and how much, and it is a vast amount, and they're into everything. If you actually looked into where your money went, you will probably find out somewhere along the line you'll stumble across them, whether that company is invested in them or not. Now, what would you do with all that money? Well, shall we see what BlackRock does? They highly, and they're possibly the largest investor in fossil fuels. That's their arts. Hang on. I okay. thought we were headed towards a green revolution. You know, the green future, the build back better, zero, net zero carbon emissions. And you're telling me that they are the Yeah, well, if you've told everybody else not to use it and you've got it well, all of course, yourself. There's an, there's an investment opportunity there for them, of, of course, because that's <laughs> what they want for themselves, but not for us. Uh, ownership and control. And you've got, I mean, we've got these eco. Yeah, now listen to this, you eco warriors. Yeah, right. Sticking your hands down to the concrete and doing whatever else you want to do. Go after these buggers if you think you're big enough and you've got the right moral standing. Go after BlackRock. 
they're the ones that yeah they got the largest holdings in these these fossil fuels also forestry destruction possibly the largest investor in all that as well now come on green people what are you doing creating a carbon mayhem within cities just for a media show when you should be out there doing what you should be doing if you think what you're doing is right do it properly but with this associated fossil fuels and the forestry destruction you've got all this side effects on humanity you've got those indigenous people what about their rights they're always being violated you've got the destruction on the ecosystem black rock yeah it's a good name for it black rock because that's probably what they leave behind because that, that's not good it, 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 it's it's cruelty all the way through for price and they don't care because it's as long as they can just control i mean they really have got quite a lot of control throughout the last two years you have to be deaf blind and stupid if you don't think uh, it's media control if you just put up with saying well yeah governments always have media governments governments not governments not because governments are owned already they're the puppets of the puppeteer now if you listen to these names fox news cnn nbc sky news abc New York Post, New York Times, and The Sun in the UK. I just thought I'd throw that on the end. Just some big names. There are loads Sky of others. News? Did you say Sky News yeah. UK? Sky, yeah, okay. I said Sky News. Or Sky News UK. Ah. The Sun, the Sun Got it. Got it. UK. I, I could go on and on, et cetera, et cetera. There's a never-ending list. But basically, they own part of every media organization in North America, Asia, and Australia. Right? That's fast. Yeah? They used to be connected with Twitter. I think they're not anymore because of Elon Musk. But they still have holdings in Facebook, which I hope they've lost a bit of money, but then they can afford to lose that. Yeah, but then Facebook by association, Twitter stock, by association, yeah, by association, you've got WhatsApp and Instagram with Facebook, haven't you? So you've got how many outlets, how many outlets are there? Now, a word can be a word, can be rhetoric, and Vanguard is said to be their rival as such, but I'm still out on that. I'm sorry. With all this circular ownership and everything, I'm so far out on that in the moment. If you think, right, between Vanguard and BlackRock, they are the two top owners of Time Warner, Comcast, which is the parent company of Vox, which is the voice of what? Wall Street. Wow, yeah. That's it out there, isn't it? So not much control, is it? Everything's all right. Vox says it's all a lie. So, yeah, right, okay. We'll go with that. Can Disney I ask you a question? And News Corp. Can, can I ask you a question? D through any of your um, searching right there, does, and maybe you said it and I just I just missed it. I apologize. But uh, is, I might have missed something myself. Is Viacom mixed up in there anywhere? Ah, as a subsidiary. It is a subsidiary. Okay. I I, I didn't put it in there because I wasn't sure. I have seen it. Oh, it's it is one of the biggest. It runs like yeah, all the kids' yeah. networks, all the yeah, uh, I know. Uh, all the late night uh, talk shows, the CBSs, and and all that stuff. Yeah, the C ABC. The thing is, NBC, not NBC. Time NBC Warner, Comcast, Disney, and News Corp. Right, they're four of the six media companies that control ninety percent of U.S. media. Yeah, ninety percent under those two asset managers and Garden BlackRock. That's a huge amount. I mean. That's not open for manipulation, is it at all? Are you are you saying, uh, and I maybe I'm misunderstanding here. Are you saying that it's possible that they could be skewing the information that you're getting from these mainstream media outlets? Well, misuse of data. No one does yeah. that. No one does. Okay, no, just no, so no, we're clear. No, no one does. Just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one does that. Even that. Even that singing harpy. 
Oh God! All right, that, oh God! I, I still can't get that out of my head. Like that's just something you can't unsee and unhear. It's just like it's stuck there. It's like seared into my consciousness now. This is just too much for me. Yeah, like you said, I was going to get to the housing market, but yeah, they are pushing it up, 50, paying fifty percent more, up to fifty percent more for what it is, and it's single family houses they're going for. Driving at the price, stopping people getting on the on the uh, on the uh, real estate ladder. Yeah, right. One of the few bastions left to us that we believe is online banks and digital money. That is why now, okay, I shouldn't say that is why. I'll leave that up to you guys to think about. Is it why governments are trying to push laws, get control of digital money? Countries are trying to do that now. I mean, because if you want to take your money out of your pension funds, if you wanted to take it out of your banks, and put it into digital money and go on the online side of things, you would still be in charge of what you did by a lot more control. But it's one of the few freedoms that is now being tried to be whittled away at because they're saying, oh, no, hackers, oh, hang on, Russia will do something. I'm sure they will. You know, <laughs> that evil man, yeah. Putin will have his Putin's boot in fault. there. And, yeah, and the West will be saying one thing or another. if. They do that. There's a gen. Uh, there's an agenda because it is one of your final freedoms with your money, like your freedoms of free speech. Hang on, what you're told, media. Hang on. Oh, so media's already slipped, hasn't it? Uh, digital passports. They were never going to do that. They were never going to let the COVID passport get in the right. No conspiracy theory. No, no, no. That was never. That was never going to get pushed. But it's all happening. It's not even subtly happening. It's in your face, and that's the problem. It's in my face now. If you are concerned, just look into where your money goes. You've got every right to find out where it goes. Even in pension funds, you can tell them what to do with it. But if you look deep enough, I will think you'll find that nasty little thing, that shadow in the background somewhere called BlackRock. Some way, somehow, investing in funds there will be happening. Right. So if they don't do it directly, it doesn't really matter. Because if they do, there's a BlackRock have this wonderful financial management system called Aladdin. And via that, they will have access to your private information. Because if all these companies and everything invest in them somehow, whatever, on your behalf, there will be all this centralized private information going down that one funnel. <laughs> yeah, it's a worrying fact. But look, find out for yourself. And if I'm spouting a load of rubbish, is tell Johnny on air, please. I think you'll yes, find that. Send us some feedback on Come it on at uh, dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Attention, Ned, and we'll make sure he gets it. Rude or otherwise, don't care. As long as it's decent information, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> Nothing absurd. Okay, so we got such a financial grip. Is it for good? Is it for self-interest? Is it for control? Now, you got to remember, this wasn't always going on, was it? It seems to have triggered over the last couple of years into a hyperstate. Yeah? where all these companies have gone down, has been, oh, oh uh, two years ago, mm, fuel, not too bad, food, readily available, mm, okay, I'll have to work hard, I can still get stuff. COVID happened, trigger, boom, oof, yeah, take out of it what you want. But that was a trigger point, and it will be a trigger point in history. And since then, you've had warnings issued by the World Bank. One of the latest ones is, what was it? A massive debt crisis, yeah? Say it's not and so. And there's... Uh, <laughs> then there's the food crisis, and then there's the warnings by the governments from Gates. Well, Gates was the food crisis. Governments were the fuel crisis, and then 
a Ukraine crisis happened. And in all those little missing pieces of the crisis jigsaw, made it happen. Now, so the World Bank issues a warning and gave out a list of 70 countries from the sort of middle to low income that will be unable to pay their debts. The UN, I mean, we've had the Gates, we've had the governments, we've got the UN, we've had the Black Rot saying it all. Now the UN's on board. It'd be interesting if you could find a connection between the war. I can. <laughs> I know. It's just them. <laughs> is that a, is that a rhetorical yeah. question? The one I'm not supposed yeah. to answer. Just so, just so they go off and go. I wonder if there is, and off they go <laughs> looking. It'd be nice. Yeah. UN new warning: 107 countries will have one of these three, maybe two of them, or maybe three of them. Food prices heightened, energy prices heightened, and quite possibly tougher financial conditions upon them. That's 107. So. What you could do, World Bank, 70, UN, Arc do better, 107. But this has all happened in the last two years. What now? Eh? All that money was gained and went in a direction, but it started in 2008, so they had plenty of time to prepare. If you think it's too much to take in, then just go and look at what's happening. Look at, these, look at some different countries, because such countries as Sri Lanka. Now, Sri Lanka is one of the first ones to really tumble for their debt. They've overdone it, been allowed to overdone it, whether they've been manipulated. You see, when I was growing up, if you couldn't or weren't earning enough to guarantee that you could do your payments, you didn't get the loan. The bank manager didn't say, if I give you this money, this is how you should live. This is what laws you've got to pass. This is what you've got to do with your country or your house or whatever, right? He'd look at me financially and see if I could do it and then give me the loan. What would possibly happen if asset management's financial places had so much money and so many fingers in so many pies that they could actually create and break massive industry and even countries? Sri Lanka's hit the bottom. It's teetered over the edge. Have a look at it. It is gone mental there. The other thing is, I mean, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I just deal in facts and what I can find. It's up to you whether you join the dots up in your own little way or run away from the radio screaming, oh my God, this is all BS. Fine, that's up to you guys. I'm just here to put out what you're not hearing on the media. This is basically information and for you to decide because it's about freedom of choice. Everything is about our freedoms. And one of the things about this food crisis that has all of a sudden happened since Ukraine and really you've got Countries like Egypt, most of their wheat and grain comes from Ukraine and Russia. It's funny how they managed to join the dots between Russia and Ukraine and cause the ideal crisis. Or didn't they? Was no, it's going to continue accident? on. It's going to continue on because right now they're not planting. I mean, uh, they're not planting. So when fall comes, there's not going to be a harvest. Yeah. Tunisia is another one that has had serious debts. Lebanon, oh. Hang on, Lebanon's gets their wheat from Ukraine as well. And their food stores blew up. How has that happened? By accident, coincidence, in several other places in the world? Well, let me see. The UK has lost, uh, I think, two of your largest food producers. Uh, they have been destroyed. The US hasn't been losing food plants per se, as in like the production plants. What the U.S. has been losing is the food distribution centers. So oh, yeah, the, your the distribution hubs are being targeted. Now, 
I want to say around uh, anywhere between 12 and 20, I don't have an exact figure right off the top of my head, uh, anywhere between 12 and 20 have been hit within the last 90 days. The odds of two of those being hit... Is incalculable. Yeah. It's it, like it's in the trillions. It's it, like it's just and you not can, possible. You can, ima- you can imagine we're sitting here talking like this over what we know. How many people out there know of other places that are local to you? And you've gone, hang on, that happened here. You kidding me? That's happening all over the world. It's happening, but it's causing a food crisis. There wasn't one two years ago. Things were going up, especially in the UK, because we had Brexit. Ideal thing to push the prices up. And then COVID, oh, ideal routines to cost them up because it's like I said to I haven't got a problem with the NHS. I think they do a wonderful job. But when I go into places like um, the supermarkets or what the Yanks are called, the malls and things like that, and they go, 25% off for you, you're a hero. The first thing that comes to mind is I've helped create a business. 25% for them means that's not a gift. They're going to be taking it from somewhere else. I got called a hero. Charity. I got called yeah. a hero. Because I stuck with a business in the beginning while they were closed, and I I kept uh, I kept supporting that business. They sent me a little hero card that said, "Oh yeah, you know you can show this card, and we'll give you blah 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 off your whatever, and you get this, and you get free training sessions, and and you get a discount on this, and you get a discount on that." You know, we want to say thank you. And then three months later, they put in vaccine passports, and they kicked us all out. <laughs> There's no hypocrisy everywhere. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is just it's it's ridiculous. It is what what is mm. the science of business is horrible. Argentina, remember the last time we had these food oh, God, problems Argentina. and whatever? Argentina's yeah. in a bad state. Yeah. South American countries will get hit. Now, World Bank is creating more debts, and this is IMF. I mean, these these affected countries are Ghana, Ethiopia, Kenya, South Africa, Turkey, several states of India. This is all down to that science of business. And all they're doing is saying, well, we'll have to recalculate your debt, tighten up on the financial strings. But they are telling these countries what to do, how to do it. When If you're going to lend somebody money, it's money. It's not a political tool. It's not to be abused, but it is. If you look at why Sri Lanka went under, it is because China dictated what they should do. And that is because of the money associated between the two and sri lanka hit the bottom because of it and that's why i said it first sri lanka was the first one to go flat and bottom up and all those other names i mean between me speaking about this debts are still heightening i mean these numbers these people can't pay it back i mean it it, it's funny how you got a tree this is why yeah it's it's funny how like i said before about ukraine and the ethics of the war and the warmongering going on and why are they keeping it perpetuating? We give a billion to Ukraine from the UK and then we buy within Europe 40 billions worth of fuel from Russia. Well, hey, well done, Russia. Keep it going. Here you are, Ukraine. You can have a few billions worth of this to keep that going as well. And all you do is turn up that arable farmland that has helped a lot of other countries, most of them outside of the West, and they're going under. They're going under because of it. So no, that could be stopped. It could be stopped quite easily. All of this could be could be shut down tomorrow. Yeah. But the problem is, is that the people that are supposedly the, 
saviors, I'm doing the air quote saviors, they're the ones that are causing this problem. As you said, we didn't have a food crisis two years ago. It's an engineered crisis. It's being done on purpose. You see, in the past, I, I was talking about this last week, in the past, these types of institutions, the financial institutions, the NGOs, uh, the robber barons, the oil companies, all that stuff, whatever you had, like the, the people in the past, right? The, the ones that were the, the tech companies of their day, if you will, the tech moguls of their day, these companies, they were able to hide their guilt. They were able to to do these things like ginning up uh, shortages and, uh, and and hyperinflation and wars and things like that to, to kind of hide all this so they can bring in their new system. They can't do that anymore. The problem is now is that people, because we have the free flow of information, which, again, they're trying to shut down with the control of all this digital stuff, they want to take it to that age to where you can't investigate them any longer and you can't see what we're seeing now. They want to shut that down. Yeah. And they want to keep you living in squalor with zero assets, and you're always dependent on some whatever chicken feed that they give you. You know, you've got Tory MPs in Westminster right now saying that you need to live on 30p a day. 30 pence a day. Yeah, what will I get you? 30 pence a day. What will will get you? You're in the UK. What will 30 pence get you a day? I think nice. (laughs) Nothing nice will get you anything at all. It's literally, literally, I mean, what is the answer? Like you're saying, what is the answer? You go digital with your money, but they're trying to get hold of that and grow your own food. So you're going to like, have to go back to that to subsidize yeah. your own health. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. You, you, you will have to do that. And by the way, if you're going to do it, set your gardens up now because people are going to make that pay as well. Now's the time. Now is the time to do yeah. it. We're, we're, we're literally yeah. in the beginning of planting season. Now is the time. A strawberry patch is in. Oh yeah, did you get a strawberry patch in? I, I've got some yep. plants going in this week. I've got some. Uh, I, I've got. Some, I'm planting this week. I've got. Uh, I've got some strawberries. They're already growing. Uh, they're because uh, you know what's great about strawberries? They come back every year. They, once you plant them, that's yeah. it. Uh, they, they just come back put runners year. out and they start again. They put yep. runners out and they start again. Yeah. And I was thinking. I mean, along those, just to chill out for a second, I did a bed which was going to be flowers because the wife was going to do that. But funny enough, I bricked it all up nicely and. Loose bricks, no cement, so with the holes in the middle so the ground can grow through and hold it itself. Very eco. So uh-huh. if I wanted to take it away, it doesn't damage the garden. Extinction so Rebellion will be block- around to glue themselves to it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they'll super glue themselves to my bricks. So I'll just pick the brick up. I can just take it up. It's not cemented and let them walk away with the bricks. <laughs> That'd be quite good. I might stick one on the back of his head as well while he's at it. <laughs> I just put one. As he moves 10 feet, I'll put another one on him so he just can't get very far. But um, yeah, um, I was there was another one. I thought, what am I going to do with that? I thought, well, I could dig the earth out down a bit, and then I could put like canvas bags in there, and I could put about three separate, fairly large ones, and grow root vegetables in each. And then I just lift it out, sort it out, and do that. And I thought, hmm. And yes, every now and then I have to get away from digging this sort of stuff up and just go chill in the garden. It's nice to have a garden. I mean, if you haven't got a garden, and I'll come around and have a beer then. Yeah, you, uh, you got to get one in if you can. Uh, if you can, it's uh, it's and not only that, it's also very satisfying to grow your own stuff, isn't it? Even if it's for a hobby. Oh yeah, when it goes right. Yeah, well of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, but that's, that's trial and error. That's trial and error. You know, you're absolutely right. That's trial and error. You know, I, I've been. Uh, I've been around that stuff since I was a kid, uh, growing up in the Midwest. I mean, I had grandparents and great grandparents that, that showed me all that stuff, and of course, parents and you know showed me all that stuff. And so you, you learn that kind of thing, and it just sticks with you. But it takes 
probably, and I want to say, if you're if you're just getting started in it now, and it's never too late to do that, but if you're just getting started in it now, then you're going to be looking at probably, I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ned, but maybe three to four years to fine tune your hand and get a good a good crop out of oh, it, yeah, you know, yeah. learning things like that. But you benefit, you benefit, but the benefit from it is just awesome. Yeah. See, we have to turn back to things like that because if they get this social charter going about what you're entitled to and anything, every person due to their own humanity and needs a feeling of worth, right? That means go out to a job, earn your money, come back, pay for what you want. You have a feeling like you've achieved something and that makes life worth living. No matter if it's a lots of little things or you no know, one big thing or whatever, but Get out if you if you manage to have a bit of land or get out into a garden. Your garden doesn't have to be big, and you do something like that. Now don't go stupid because the rule of thumb is if you change your garden too much, you'll have to put too much time in. The more you change your garden, the more time you have to apply to it to keep it the same. Let nature do its bit, but work with it. Simple as that. And that is how the world should be. No, I completely agree. No, I, I completely agree. Um, let's let's shift up here a little bit. You wanted to talk about the WHO. Uh, the who, whatever you, whatever you call them. Well, I don't, but I'm going to. Well, I really don't want to talk about them either. I think they're appalling. But um, you've got a lot oh, of that oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, we got, yeah, the, we've got, we've uh, got, we're about halfway on time here. So go ahead. So we've got World Health Assembly special session, isn't it? So all the world well, leaders agreed to have a t- <laughs> all these world special. leaders have agreed to have this talk on pandemic prevention. Yes, and ah, to, yes. to kick that off, I have right here. I have the second global COVID summit uh, that was five hours long, and I'm I'm not going to waste anybody's time playing the entire five hours, obviously, because uh, Ned, what was it? What was it that you said? That there's a reason that you don't eat Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. Is it? Is what, what was it? It was it was. Um, oh, it's that COVID nineteen hot air that rushes out exactly, of all the time. <laughs> exactly, it's that wind, right? It's, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what you're going to hear in the next sixty seconds. Is these utterly useless windbags from the United States, from and these are heads of state from the United States, from Germany, from Canada, from the WHO. I have, a thought. I have a quick thought. Uh-huh. Maybe this is another way we could point these guys towards the eco guys, because if they're creating so much hot air, they just strap them up somewhere and just use them as a natural resource. That might not be a bad idea. We could put some of those windmills that don't work in front of them too, and they can keep those things yeah. going, you know? <laughs> Just a thought. That's an excellent idea. All right, no, take a listen no. to this. And this is uh, no. Remember, remember, this is this is um. What what is this? Oh, this is about. This is the second global COVID nineteen summit about ending the pandemic and building back better to prepare for the next. Yes. The Did you next. catch that? Did you catch that? Ending the pandemic by these mm. opening statements. Take a listen. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining together for the second global COVID nineteen summit. This pandemic isn't over. But the dire reality is the pandemic is not over. But the pandemic is not over. It's misguided to think this pandemic is over. The pandemic is not over anywhere until it's over everywhere. COVID-19 is not over yet. But however we might all be wishing it is, the pandemic is not over. We cannot be complacent because the pandemic is not over. But as we know all too well, the pandemic is not over. Number four, we are advocating the establishment of a more inclusive new world order. 
Uh-huh, yes. Now, remember, that was the global COVID-19 summit on ending the pandemic by their opening statement saying that it's not over and it's not going to be over until it's over everywhere. And yeah, you had the mm-hmm. likes of Obama, you had Obama, excuse me, <laughs> um, of, of Biden, of Scholz from Germany, you had uh, Trudeau of Canada, you had von der Leyen from the EU, you had Mario Draghi from Italy, all the usual suspects. All the usual suspects. Fondelay should not still be there. No, she shouldn't be speaking at all. Uh, at all. Uh, no, no. Trudeau, definitely not. For what he's done to his own people. Fondelay, she she just did what she wanted and disregarded her own parliamentarians in Europe. Yep. She's, it, it, and they've questioned it and she's still there. This is just crazy stuff. Indeed it is. Anyway, our pandemic prevention. Ah, shape the future of global health security. What is global health security? Uh, Take Bill your own Gates. health back. <laughs> Bill, well, yeah, that is that is what it should be. But Bill Gates wants to put together this uh, pandemic response team. Is that? Oh, is Germ. That, yeah, Germ. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't. Don't. I'll get there in a minute because I actually scribbled something down and I had a quick titter to myself. <laughs> you know, when you give somebody a name. Uh-huh. Very childish, juvenile, but I'm sorry. I apologize for it now. But never mind. I'll get there. So they want to draft a convention on WHO, the World Health Organization. Approximately 194 member states. That's a lot. Now, you knew the name of that director general of the WHO. Yes, Tedros. What's his name? Tedros, that's it. And a little quote from him. It's a cause for celebration and a cause for hope. We need. Oh, God. They never stop this rhetoric, do they? It's like at the beginning of that, it's not over, but it is over, but it's not over. And then they come up with what they really mean. New laws and rules that bring obligations to countries, right? This is basically incentives and sanctions, right? So obligations to countries with incentives and sanctions. So if you don't do as you're told, that's the sanction. If you do, there's an incentive. So this isn't a control thing. So this is countries getting together to say they're going to give all control over any serious health and pandemic situation to who <laughs> it sounds too much like a social control thing to me which but, by the way uh, who who actually i guess that's the pun right there the hidden pun uh, yes. who has the majority controlling stake in the world health organization uh, it's two, ah yes two entities it's bill gates and the chinese communist party go on sorry i probably interject and the us again. and the uk if we go yeah, to the well it, with money with money, yes, yeah. but with say money, no, yeah. we we, we oh, give we a whole lot no. of money. We don't have yeah. we don't have any say. We give a whole Monetary lot of wise, money. Monetary wise, oh no, no. But do you Gates. remember? Now, do you remember? To his credit, to 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 Trump's credit, and believe me, there's a lot not to like, and and I'm not a fan of this guy these days. But to Trump's credit, he did pull us out of the World Health Organization. But as soon oh, yeah. as that election yeah. was uh, was spun the other way, we got dragged right back into it. That like that next oh, day. Yeah. Uh, the the thing is, as much as he from an Outsider's point of view, business acumen and putting your country on its feet and actually doing more to stop other countries around the world doing terrorists, actions and wars, Trump did quite well. He did quite well. He might not have been liked. He might not have had whatever. But remember, there's a spin on everything. And that is coming out in the wash now. And it's as if people don't care. The accusations about Russia and everything, all false or whatever. We knew this, but it was allowed to be told it was just false information, you know? 
he was actually talking to Russia. It, it was just the biggest crock of shit. And it was disgusting what happened to get Biden in, even from my point of view. It shouldn't worry me, some people would say. You're in the UK. That's America. That is where people are going wrong. These guys want global control. So on a global scale, the people have to, if they want themselves to actually have anything or have choice and your freedoms, you're going to have to actually uh, grow up a bit. I'm sorry. I'm not being, I don't think I'm being too rude because most people think they can't do anything. You're not being rude. They can't do anything. You're not being rude. That's been something that I've been I've been fighting with for probably the last five years now is actually longer than that, because I mean, I've known about this probably about the same time you've known about this, you know, since we started to become more politically aware than what we were. uh, And we started to dig once we started to dig and we started to become self aware about what was actually going on behind the scenes. I was explaining to people many, many years ago, I said, Look, I don't care if you're in a, a, a European country, if you're in the UK, if you're in the United States, Canada, Australia, I really don't care because we all have the same problem here. It, it doesn't matter. This is going to happen everywhere. Now, that's a lot for people to digest. They they just don't want to they just don't want to wrap their heads around it. If that makes sense, they they just they don't want to they don't want to step outside of that comfort zone they're in. They're, they're in that little bubble, and they just they're on the bottom. They are on the bottom of the duvet, and nothing outside the bed can affect them. Exactly, exactly. And that isn't the truth. That's the problem. It's uh, a childlike point of view. But that is how people are behaving. If it's beyond the boundaries of my country, I don't I don't have to worry about that. Yes, you do. This is impacting you. And if that's not the case, you are probably impacting some poor bugger or a lot of them on the other side of the world. And like I've said, if you're religiously minded or not, or even if you are evolutionary minded or not, Somewhere along the line, you need to go back to the first two amoebas. That's your cousins. And on from there, we're in the same genetic tree, even close to a banana. And sometimes I think some people should be bananas. Or the religious route, you might go back to um, first couple that were made or whatever. We're all related. No matter which way you look at it, somewhere down the line, we're all related. Get over it. We are affecting all our cousins one way or another, and they're affecting us. And the problem is, we're in a big playground now, and there's some nasty bullies. Nobody likes bullies. And it takes a lot of movement and a lot of standing up in that playground to sort the bullies out. But there are more of us who've just got to stand up. Anyway, can I say, can I get back to talking about the bogeyman Gates? You go right ahead. See, he is the bogeyman from now on, because he's the bogeyman that's got a germ team or wants one. The bogeyman and his germ team. <laughs> they should start a comic on that one. The he bogeyman Gates and bogeyman Gates and his germ team. And what was I mean, global surveillance germ team to spot future pandemic threats. I, I, I mean, find it funny how it's not a problem until now. Yeah, I know. Look, we've we, the common you spent, cold. You spent lovely. the first half. It, it is. You spent the first half though talking about how all of these companies have created the problem to get where you are now, or excuse me, to get where we are now, and they're the ones that offer the solution. Wouldn't it be the same thing with Gates? Oh, he's got a solution for everything, but in his own little mind. Is he not possibly the one that could be causing this behind the scenes as well? He, it's like he has been. Gates know, I, has been. Uh, what happens to a person right now? Think of if you're a passionate person in business or in anything, and you are driven to create something. Yeah, 
Ehad drive to create the Microsoft company and everything else. This was a world mover. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was coming out or whatever. No matter what, whether he uh, did it with somebody, stole it from somebody, whatever else people want to say, I don't care. But no matter what, he was passionate about it and he was driving a, com- a company. And then all of a sudden, people start to spout up and say monopoly laws, this, that, and that. He's got too much, da, 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 da. And the American government put their foot in there and broke him up and told him what he can do and what he couldn't do. Now, put the reins on him, yeah? Uh, if you put that sort of reins on somebody, you can go one or two ways. Either go, oh, well, <sighs> well, it's good while it lasted and I've got all this money and I can build something else. Or I can become a spiteful, self-possessed bogeyman that sits in the shadows behind every bastard door and f- snidely f- the world up my own little way. Not saying he has become that, but I don't know. If somebody resembles a remark, hey. Well, we have the uh we have that button for a reason. Let's let's get to a clip here of uh of Gates and talking about the uh the conspiracy theorists that question his motives. How, how do you deal with conspiracy theories? You know, there uh, people believe you're tracking people through microchips inserted into the vaccine. I mean, given what you and the Gates Foundation and your former wife, Melinda, have done to help, uh, you know, deal, I mean, just save millions of people's lives around the world for vaccinations for polio, while nearly wiping out polio. I mean, how do you deal with it when people have the, these ideas about you? Well, I'm not sure I know how to get rid of it. You know, simple explanations are kind of fun to click on and they seem to spread and, you know, fill some, OK, there must be you know, rather than this complex biology, maybe there's just some uh, bad person behind this. You know, we've given billions for vaccines and and saved millions of lives. Uh, If you just kind of invert that and say, no, we're, you know, trying to make money for vaccines and, you know, not trying to to save lives, uh, that's, you know, a popular conspiracy theory. The one about tracking people, I don't know why they think I'm interested in knowing, you know, people's locations. That one I still have to laugh at, but if it's holding people back from getting vaccinated, then that's tragic. So here's a guy who is being interviewed by a former uh, CIA agent, Anderson Cooper, <laughs> on CNN. And uh, you see, uh, you see, Ned, he's the victim. He, he's the victim. He's, here. he's always the victim. But he's, I have he's the got victim. He's given say. billions. He's given billions. And he has he has no interest in knowing where people's locations are and, you know, tracking people through microchips and vaccines. Don't mind the fact that he actually owns a patent on that. <laughs> Don't pay any attention oh, to that. Yeah. And, yeah, and no, no, he, he owns the pattern to, that he wasn't willing to let people have. Right. And then the, the recipe for the vaccines. No, you don't you don't need to know that. Well, I thought it wasn't about money. Mm. Mm. I thought it wasn't about money. And if you are truthful and if you are honest, and if you have ethics and morals, fly over to India and see what they've got to say to you. He won't make it <laughs> clean, off the tarmac. <laughs> clean, clean that slate of what you, you might or might not have done over there. Yeah. You don't get that on the media. You don't get questions like that. And by the way, I would like, on this point of view, now that little bogeyman has just stirred something up in my head. But apart from this, no matter what he says, no matter what he creates, he said, oh, you've given all this by your your foundation. That germ team that he wants to create of 3,000 people is going to be paid by different governments around the world. It's going to be kept in business by the governments of the world, which means taxpayers' money from all the people around the world. So it's not going to come out of his foundation. Yeah. Oh, and the amusing thing is, 
if he was does want to be philanthropic, why did he write a book and have that ready to sell as well as an advert? And you can read my book too on pandemics, addictions, and everything else. Well, why don't you just come out and give your book free? It's not like he needs the money. Well, we might. Toilet paper is going up in price. Well, Have that's you right. seen you the did, cost of that stuff? When you, it, yeah, that's true. That's true. And it is rationed here, actually. You can only buy one packet at a time. And, you know, I was uh, when you called me earlier, when you when you rang me back earlier, you said that you just picked up five copies of Gates's book yeah. for that reason. I, I thought you were going to yeah. give them out as Christmas gifts. And, I mean, here, here I am trying to well, look at the practical yeah, well, side of there it. Are, there are, do I... Uh, to people I don't like. Well, that's why I said you got plenty, of, plenty of people in the government you can send them to. <laughs> no, no, I'd rather wipe my ass with it. Tell you the truth. Um, but the honesty of it all, what people have got to think about is the WHO was never an elected set of people by the people. It was an offshoot of the UN, wasn't it? I think. Now, it's, yes, it's the medical you, arm of the UN. Yes, exactly. I mean, governments are talking about giving them total say without contradiction on your health, your future health, yeah? And this, they're trying to get passed by May 2024, if I'm correct. Should it be by May 2024, I think? Uh, it's entirely possible. I'm not sure. I, I don't know the actual um, date on it. I know, they're I know Biden's trying to ram it through now. I mean, okay. So, I mean, this is sort of another form of social charter, isn't it? This is it's, forcing It's world you. government, is it's what it is. It's take, no, don't take our word for it. Just take a little snippet into what your future could be and get on the internet or go have a look somewhere and look at what's happening in Shanghai under the COVID restrictions, We're under the health restrictions. We're yeah? posting a lot of those videos. You've got, you know, you, you've had people committing suicide. They've, they're in total lockdown. They can't even leave to get food. And they're hoying their pets out onto the road because when things get tight, humans will do that. Or they'll bugger off and look for it themselves. And they're picking these pets up and they're beating them to death. They're just destroying them, yeah, under their health regulations. I mean, it is total lockdown, total control. And I do believe I actually saw, <laughs> which was the Mother's Day one. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah we posted that video, yes. That was, that was just, that was beyond me. That, that was beyond me. A mother getting separated from a child forcibly on Mother's Day. Whether they celebrate it there or not, I don't know, actually. They're testing. Truth, but... they're, they're actually, they're doing PCR tests, these useless, ridiculous yeah. PCR tests. They're doing these PCR tests on vegetables. They're, they're testing vegetables. They're swabbing vegetables. They're swabbing fish. <laughs> oh, I don't know. They're just destroying gardens. It's just the hypocrisy gardens. of it all. Uh, they're it destroying life. Of course they are. That's so, what they do. So that's what these so hang people on. do. Co COVID nineteen saves lives. Hang on. So this COVID nineteen pandemic, the answer to it was a vaccine that patents have been held on to, not allowed to go out to countries that need it as much as the Western world where there's more money. Oh, but see they need a team and now. We got locked yeah, and we got lockdowns. How many people die in lockdowns? How many people die from not getting, I mean, how many people in Britain? I mean, the NHS shut down. It was COVID this, COVID that, COVID this, COVID that. Sorry, you can't have your follow-up on your cancer scan. You can't have your follow-up on this. You can't have your follow-up on that. How many people, those lists that were probably two years behind are now five or 10 years behind. Anxiety, stress suicide. is a killer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a killer. So personally, I would say vaccine killed more 
and it's supposedly cured quite simply. And those are the side effects, not the actual disease. That's the problem. I want to play another piece of audio here. This is Dr. Tony Hinton on, uh, I believe it's GB News, talking to Neil Oliver, you know, the Scott that does his uh, monologue every week. Um, oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's speaking to uh, speaking to Oliver about uh, the World Health Organization's uh, promote, proposed uh, pandemic treaty. Uh, and he's talking about uh, <laughs> Biden here uh, in, this, oh, in this clip. It's the World Health Assembly, which is the decision-making body of the World Health Organization. They meet every year around about this time in Geneva. It's the first time they've met in person for two years because of COVID. And this is a change amendments to the international health regulations. And it's not just about pandemics. It doesn't just give the World Health Health Organization control over a pandemic. It allows them to call out a potential or actual health emergency. That could be all sorts of things. Potentially, of course, if the people that are very concerned about global warming and possible health effects that could get the World Health Organization involved in those sorts of conversations. Now, what yeah. I would say is, has anybody heard Boris Johnson mention this or Sajid Javid, the health secretary? Has anyone seen it discussed in Parliament? How many people in the public have heard about this? Now, the one good thing is that even if this does get passed between the 22nd and the 28th of this month, that's not the end of the story. It doesn't come in until 2024. And in fact, even countries that supposedly support the amendment, those countries have got six months to withdraw their agreement and stop that going forward. Whether it has to be unanimous, I've found that very difficult to get to the bottom of. The, the World Health Organization is very opaque in the way that it works. You, you raise... You raise many, you raise many salient points there, uh, Tony. Uh, not least the fact that it hasn't been discussed. You know, it's not just me, is it? You feel as if, it, it, while a, while a population is on its knees with exhaustion, you know, having been through the last couple of years, things are major things, not not slight, major things are being slipped past a, a, a population that's exhausted. No, no, no. Why, would that, why is that? Why, why is consultation and consideration about something as potentially affecting as this not everywhere? Why isn't this on the sides of buses? Well, I think they're in a hurry to do this for a number of reasons, because, of course, a lot of these amendments that have gone in have come from the Biden administration. <laughs> and if the next president of the United States is not of the same political persuasion, this may be very difficult to put through. So I think that's why they're in such a hurry. They are in a hurry. Definitely. That uh, that shores up everything you've been bringing up to this point. Yeah. Uh, there's another thing is, I mean, this this un it's not a regulated set of people either. So they haven't been voted in by the people. They haven't seemed to have any form of regulation. They seem to be able to be manipulated by those who put money into it. Now, this is the same organization that, Lied and covered up data over COVID-19. Now, we know that. That's past history, yeah? But it's still a history that needs sorting out. They even broke their own rules last year, right? Because they've had an audit and they spent money on a lot of money on consultant management to 
talk the rhetoric out and make things flow, yeah, to the cost of $11.7 million. Now, depending on where you are in the world, even at a minimum, that is 600,000 vaccines plus. So we'll just spend that on consultant management. Well, well, we don't need to help them over there, do we? They don't really need it, even though we've told the world there's a pandemic going on. So the ethics and morals fall out of the bucket, and it is just horrible. Now, in this country, yeah, if you go online, there's a government petitions page online. Now, listen to this, people, because if it's in the UK and we're in a democracy, the chances are you, as a people, can do the same thing and write a petition and get signatures. Because people do that if they want things to come to the attention of their government. Now, in this country, people have started a petition saying that there has to be a people's referendum on any international treaty on pandemic prevention and preparedness by the WHO. People are already signing up to that in tens of thousands. That's in this country. To take a leaf, some people are moving in a direction. I'm sure all the countries in Europe can do it. I'm sure all the countries in a democracy, Canadians, whatever, fight them. I, I'm, I'm inclined to, to write them. I, I'm inclined to agree with you because that's that's how things should work in a democratic society. But the problem is, is that the governments aren't listening. They don't care. But you still. But it's another tool to keep pushing. Well, yeah, it's it's another it's a tool to keep, keep pushing. pushing. I, I because agree. the thing is, if you can keep pushing, and if you can get enough people, yeah, behind it and everything, maybe somewhere along the line, as much as most people don't think lawyers have any conscience. But you might get backing of somebody somewhere, judiciary or law or whatever, that might stand up and annoy people like Fauci got annoyed by one of the judiciary in, what state was it? I can't remember. Was it Florida or California? I can't remember. Florida? Well, you mean where he sits in front no, of the committee when Rand Paul's questioning him? Oh, no, no, no. He, he stood up and he went, I don't, I don't see why the judiciary should say anything oh, on health. He was when it's uh, a CDC. That, that was an interview he was giving to uh, I want to say it was like one of the it was one of the mainstream media outlets. It was like MSNBC yeah. or something. Uh, well, because the judiciary ruled in favor of less COVID mandates, he didn't like it. Because it weakened his side. He put himself above the law by saying CDC issues shouldn't be allowed to be ruled over by the law, basically. But that's what the law is there to to make an adjustment on possible wrongs that is why it's there and if for everyone that might stand up that's one more because i mean he's another bogeyman that he really is he's a horrible person i really he don't is. like him but i would is, like yeah. to say um have we got a few more minutes we've got five minutes five minutes all right i was going to talk about a certain person yeah now you guys are going to have to go look this up yourself i'll give it a task to the audience task is Get yourself a pen and paper and write this name down. There is a professor from Denmark out there. Some of you might already know if you've been looking. Called Christian Stable Ben. That's Christine T H R I S T I N E Stable, as in S T A B E double L. Last name Ben B E double N. She's from Denmark. She is a physician and a vaccine researcher. Now that doesn't mean she's just started. There's 25 years of this behind this, yeah? And she's a professor at the University of Southern Denmark. Now, they've been looking into day one. They've done a, they do a hell of a lot of work in um, Africa. 
the only thing that's really triggered this really annoyed me to say now because I would I would have liked to uh, write up and put something in front of you to have a chat for quite a few minutes when that idiot was talking to Gates and said you've done so much with the polio vaccines this research is about giving live vaccines and non-live vaccines and non-specific side effects why are vaccines the only thing that when they see a positive, oh, this helps against that, well, it's all right then. And they don't even think of those side effects can't have anything to do with this, medically, whatever. Now, we're seeing this with COVID, where it's been run out and the way it's called medical mayhem everywhere. That's why I keep saying you've got the statistics before COVID, look at them now, see the differences, see what's happening. And one of the interesting things is, I mean, she did a seminar. And she's also had a couple of interviews with other doctors and in a medical thing. And it's very interesting because it comes out that what they discovered back in the 90s, and this is when it started, uh, they were given like some of the first vaccines like polio live. That means it's slightly attenuated, but it's still the real form. So it's attenuated down, it's the real form. So it's live. So, you know, like you had a, a, a polio vaccine on a sugar lump probably when you were a kid. It's probably a live form. I had the actual I had the actual jab when I was a kid. The thing is, the chances are you might have had a non-live one. Yeah. Different and now and the thing is, just to quickly give it a couple of seconds, I made a quick list. Live vaccines such as polio, measles, tuberculosis, which is like uh, and you've got smallpox, yeah. Live ones. Non-live ones are DTP. You know what DTP is? Diphtheria, tetanus. Yes. And um, I think it's portuses or something like that, which I do, hepatitis B, influenza, and HPV. Now those, DTB, hepatitis B, influenza, and HPV are non-live vaccines. Mr. Gates, I can bet your bottom dollar if I look into this, deals with non-live vaccines. Out in Africa, they give most, a lot of the non-vaccines now in the West are going non-live. Yeah? Yeah, they're synthetic. They grow them. And, and, uh, the and a lot in Africa and that alive. And the thing is, when they gave them the first vaccine and they went, oh, and then they went back, they went, hang on, what's going on here? Mortality rate has gone down by 50%. But uh, there wasn't any polio. So it didn't only just jack their system, immune system against polio, but it also learnt, started to learn it to cope with other things. And they were looking into this and they're giving it, really? And they were starting to see how these, like, um, ECG is... Um, like, oh, what is it? PCG. Oh, you know exactly the word for oh, I was looking into it. It's, it's really good on for years. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, TB. It's against TB. Tuberculosis. Yeah. And the thing is, it learns your system, gets into your bones structure and everything and really helps the immune system. It's these live ones. And they do not have non-specific side effects. Every non-living vaccine they've looked at has non-specific side effects. And this is research that's been going on for 25 years. And majority of them, until now, affect the female side. COVID does have some radical effects against the male side on the myocarditis and stuff like that. We know that now, don't we? And the susceptibility of the vaccine. It is a non-living vaccine. But if you look into, just go up, look her up, Professor Christine Stable Ben, just look up and listen. And it might actually make you question one or two things because this isn't just one year, two years. This is 25 years. And it is so infuriating for them because they've got the 
what they call the non-vaxxers and the vaxxers. So you've got pro-vaxxers and you've got non-vaxxers. Non-vaxxers hate vaccines. They don't want to hear anything scientific, whatever, a lot of them, because they're fed up. Pro-vaxxers, even within the industry, don't want to hear the scientific thing because, well, it's not going to work for them, is it? And they're so used to, and there is a question, why is it that all the other drugs within the medical spectrum have all these control measures that last for a long time, you know, years and years or whatever, and there's all this feedback. No matter what happens, it's recorded. And yet, with COVID, you will not get control measure feedback for more than two to four months. Even the people that went into those control measures thought it was going to be two years. It is just wrong. And they got so used within the vaccine industry of, like I said, but that's a positive, that's affected that. Well, that side effect can't have anything to do with us. And the fallout we know at the moment is just mental. And it's going to be going on for a long time. And I agree, sir. I would have liked to uh, had a, I know, I, I, I still had something else to talk about, which was amusing, but that's another day. Yep. Save it, uh, <laughs> save, save it when we have you back next week. Looking forward to that. We are going to have to go. Good night. And I'm sorry if I went on too long. What is it? You, okay. I was waiting for the apology and there it is. I, that, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who'd like to send yeah of course for those of you who'd like to send us some feedback or send ned some feedback please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamic podcast at protonmail.com also do you like the podcast you're listening to we do love having you as a listener and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends that's all just five friends you know someone you're trying to wake up you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction so ned i want to thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening